What's up and welcome back to the Beards and Barbells podcast. My name is Jared, as you may already know. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast in this second episode. If you haven't listened to the first episode, go listen to it after you're done listening to this one, of course. And uh, definitely give a subscribe to the podcast in general itself. I'm going to start posting every week. Weekly episodes are going to start coming out, so um, you know, give a subscribe. I also forgot to last week or the last episode rather do to post up my social media that I use often and I use mostly use Instagram it's kind of the only platform I enjoy using and the podcast Instagram is at beards and barbells podcast and then my personal one is at Jared Naffel underscore so go give those follows as well and interact with the social media sites for the podcast and myself as well so for this episode there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about just in that are in the fitness space and in the health space in general. I guess I'll start by saying this. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of bullshit that's in the industry and gets thrown around in the community and a lot of funny stuff, a lot of strange stuff. But what makes this industry really awesome is that there's a lot of room for interpretation and there's a lot of room for differing opinions and there's a lot of room for for interpreting terms or ideas differently and i think that's awesome i think this is one of the coolest features of this industry however that doesn't preclude them from being funny (laughs) so uh anyway i just i kind of sat down and and put together a couple of my favorites that i wanted to talk about and the ones that are either prevalent or just interesting in general now you've probably heard this at some point in time in your life and if you haven't i would be really surprised but you probably will hear this at some point in time hell you might even said this yourself i don't know it's the it's when people say to you or have you ever heard someone say man i just would really like to tone my arms or geez i wish i could tone my stomach or my butt and and or whatever it is whatever insert body part here that is one of the funniest things to me, that term tone. And here's why. It's because that word literally means nothing. There's no that doesn't mean anything. It's like what are you saying to me when you say tone? Next time you hear someone I say, "Oh, I'd like to tone my arms." Ask them, "What do you mean? Can you def- can you what do you mean tone?" And I guarantee you they'll be able to define it for you. And that definition is probably just what they should say in the first place. Oh, I just want to lose fat. Or I want to have more definition. Or I want bigger, you know, I want more muscle. Because here's the thing. If I were to have, let's say, a prospective client. They, they came to me and say, hey, Jared, I really want to tone my arms. So what that means to me is that that you you don't even know really what you want to do. Or you don't know how to put it into words. And that's okay. So to me, then I would be like, okay, so do you want to spot, do you want to lose body fat in that area? Because the sad reality to that is that can't happen and that won't happen because you can't spot reduce fat and you can't also, and I've heard this said before too, is that I want to take weight in my ass and, and put it in my arms or in my shoulders and put it in my butt or you know whatever. You can't do that either. Simply put, if you want to lose fat in a specific given area, what you have to do is you have to focus on losing body fat on the whole grand scale. And that involves a couple of strategies to to alter body composition as in you have to be in an extended caloric deficit. 
you have to take in consideration your NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. You have to take into account your stress levels, your job, your sleep habits. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that and altering body composition and doing it in the way that is most optimal for yourself. Now, granted, that's just a base overview to it. You can get all into the weeds with that, but that's ultimately what it takes to alter body composition. So I'm sorry to tell you, you can't spot reduce fat. It's impossible. You can't do it no matter how hard you try. Now, what we what you can do is you can obviously alter body composition, like I just said, in general in a whole, and you can also acquire a more lean tissue mass in this given area. You know, so if you came to me and were like, hey Jared, I want to build bigger arms, be like, okay, awesome. That's great. I can do that. We can do that. We can, you know, put tension across muscle fibers of your of the the biceps or the triceps or whatever you're trying to increase the lean muscle mass of will increase the, the volume and frequency all of these variables that go into that but that gives me something that's fine it gives me something that's a concise goal that we can work to achieve so <laughs> i just think when you hear terry from accounting say that hey i you know i just want to tone my butt man i just want to do all these things because i want to tone this like it doesn't mean anything just ask her what she actually means and ask her and you'll see once you get help. That's <laughs> tell her to take tone. I think anybody just needs to take the word tone, ball it up into a little ball, and throw it in the garbage can. So do you know like when at late nights too, the next thing I want to talk about at late nights, you know, when you're sitting there bored on scrolling through the, the television channels or early early in the morning even, and you're sitting there scrolling through the TV channels, and then you happen upon these two freaks screaming buzzwords at you talking about this new fitness thing how they're changing people's bodies and all of this stuff and these two these two people by the way are in every infomercial ever they look like they just walked off the production line of a factory that produces fitness morons you know what i mean like they just they have that brad and jennifer look about them does that make sense you know what i mean right they just have that look about them and they're all smiley and yelling and, and over the top and crazy and whatever else talking about these things or whatever they're trying to sell you. These are my favorite. I'll tell you a story. I saw one recently and my wife and I, we were on vacation and we were sitting in the hotel room and we were just flicking through the, the, the channels, right? We were looking for something to watch and we stumbled upon this one. And, and by the way, I don't even remember the name of what this object or implement or novelty item was so it was a pretty shitty infomercial i guess to begin with because i don't even remember what it's called but here's brad and here's jennifer they're just talking away and i was like oh great here we go this is going to be good this is going to be some good stuff so we watched it and the thing that they were selling was crazy and the only way that i can describe what it looked like to you imagine like an alien spaceship on a bar stool that's turned upside down and what you would do with this thing is that you would put your forearms you know on these padded sections of the spaceship then you kick your legs back out so basically you'd be sitting in a front plank position and then you put your phone in right at your kind of eye level on the object and then you turn this app on on the phone and also i forgot to mention like this whole point is you're doing a front plank and this little thing is like wobbling side to side and back and forth and holding that thing it can swivel all around 
So you put your phone on there, you turn the app on that's associated with this thing. It's a special app made for this thing. And you can play all types of shit on it. Like, I mean, you can play fucking Frogger. You can play, I mean, Space Invaders, anything, right? Or you can move a little ball through a little maze, you know? And, and the whole thing is, like, reactive to the way that you swivel and flop around on this, this spaceship thing. So I was like, okay, cool, right? Sounds interesting. So I'm intrigued. Let's check it out further. And the next thing, they pan to this shot of like a group fitness class out in the middle of a park somewhere with like a bunch of stairs behind them. So they're like running up and down the stairs and coming back and getting on this thing all together and stuff. And the first thing was I said, who are these, this group of maniacs that they bought this thing? Then they Googled group classes near me using this piece of shit. <laughs> and, and then they're doing and then they go join this class and do it all together so I was like this okay no way that just the group class of these things are have to be used no way second of all they're all just jumping around happy smiling you know like giving high fives like for, you know yeah it's great it's fun we're having so much fun it's awesome this is the greatest shit and they're running up and down the stairs and doing all this stuff so <laughs> I was laughing about that so I was like okay that's interesting concept that they would do a group class whatever okay and then they do another pan and they actually talk about how this thing works and then you know here's brad back talking about this and by the way the people they have to get on these shows to demo these stupid things are already really fit people you know they look great great physiques and you can tell that they've been training for quite some time already they've got time in the gym and probably have a very good understanding of nutrition and how all of that works and then they probably have been doing it for almost you know eight or so years maybe you know just kind of looking at how well they're developed <laughs> so they have these people they have that guy and a girl that are already really fit doing this you know using this spaceship and brad's over here you know throwing out buzzwords left and right and activation and toning and stability and this that and the other just every word he can in the book to to try to make it whatever and you know he's screaming at you and you know if you buy this and you follow the program that includes with it you'll look just like todd too look at todd and he doesn't he look great and i'm over here i'm just no you're not i'm just screaming in my head it's like no you're not going to look like todd from using this stupid little spaceship thing because what's going to happen, I mean, is is someone if someone decides to get, is crazy enough to buy one of these things, what's going to happen is they're going to buy it, use it for a couple of weeks, and after a, maybe let's say a month, let's give it a month, okay, let's be, be be nice. So after a month, then they be sick of it, they'll be tired of it, they never use it, they'll just put it in their garage, it'll be turned into a spider home and start collecting dust, and then next spring they're going to look at this piece of shit and be like. Oh man, why did I why did I buy this? And and then they'll just toss it. By the way, also too, I will say this: this thing was really, really expensive. It was expensive as shit. It was like five payments of like twenty nine ninety nine or something. Ridiculous. And it's just it blows my mind that there are so many things like this out there that it just amazes me why anybody would even consider even think about buying them. Please, dear God. Don't buy these things because they're not going to give you the results that they are promising that they will. It's not going to happen. There's a lot of different variables that go into it that look like these people, so don't let them lie to you. I mean, 
they're all pretty much pieces of garbage. There is zero out of 10, maybe zero out of 10 things that are sold on these infomercials like that, that are fitness things, fitness items are going to get you anywhere near the results that they promise you that it will, guaranteed. So don't buy it. Don't buy these pieces of shit. Like we all saw what happened with the shake weight and that piece of shit. We all saw how that turned out. So the next term that I kind of wanted to bring up and this is a this is a term that I I truly honestly believe is useful. It has application, it has meaning, and it it's a very basic common term. However, I feel like it's used a lot for it, it's used pretty much for everything nowadays. And that term is mobility. Now, I'll preface this by saying that I personally feel that like that the word mobility all it actually means to me is that a I have the requisite ability to to move through a range of motion in a specified joint or multiple joints. Or if you want to break it down even further, all it means, mobility, is that I have the ability to move, that I have the ability to move and perform that activity or exercise. And, you know, let's take, for example, just a random joint. There's any joint in the body, so let's say an ankle. So do I possess the, the requisite mobility to perform, let's say, a back squat? Do I have enough ankle dorsiflexion to perform a back squat? So do I have the mobility to do so? And if I have the needed degrees of ankle dorsiflexion to perform that, then I would say that you know I have the mobility in my ankle joint to, to perform a back squat. Now, of course, there are other joints involved, so you need to use mobility as a observational tool which honestly i think another dimension of that term is that's what it is it's an observational tool so you can look at something and say okay there's enough degrees of movement in this joint again we said the ankle so let's say with again with dorsiflexion that this individual has enough ankle dorsiflexion enough degrees of ankle dorsiflexion to be able to safely perform a back squat or vice versa you take a look at it and say, okay, this person does not possess the, the requisite mobility. And then you look at adding other strategies then to either free up that mobility or free up that range of motion, that degrees of dorsiflexion to give that to that person. Or you look to alter the exercise itself with some type of variation to enable that person to then put themselves in that position. Or you look to just find a strategy altogether to apply a stimulus in a different way. Period. Just scrap the exercise and move and, and choose the selection. So there's a couple different levels to how to like you know utilize mobility as a tool. Now, mobility, I think now has kind of transcended into something to where now it's like a sellable term. It's almost like approaching buzzword status, in my personal opinion, because now it's used for everything it's used to sell you a protocol it's used to sell you a program it's used to sell you this that and the other and when I, at the end of the day all that mobility actually is is kind of the in the same function that i you know provided to you just a minute ago that's all mobility actually is it's like are you able to move in in these patterns are do you have the requisite range of motion in these joint patterns or joint degrees of movement to perform the exercise, if you do, great. If not, okay, then find strategies to, to improve that thing. So I think it gets caught up now. Mobility is just a buzzword to use to sell something now a lot. And it's common 
in my personal opinion that it's used that way so just understand the no understand like what mobility actually is and in my also personal opinion too is like we if you have the ability to move through a range of motion you have the ability to have your joints move through the range of motion then performing the activity well, you said back squat right already so let's just take a back squat if you can back squat doing the movement itself then in a way is your mobility work you don't need a full hour's worth of mobility work or 30 minutes before your session or after or whatever the, the case may be to then open more or become better able to put in yourself in those positions because what you did in a back squat is enough for you neurologically to retain that mobility it's enough for your body to hold on to that and, and to to then get better and practice and, and acquire the skill in the movement so i think that mobility work gets often looked at so much thing as like you have to do it it's you have to do mobility work do it do it do it and you know in some cases you don't need it and when you don't need it you can be spending time doing other things that will eventually make you better or spending more time doing something that's actually going to benefit you in the long run as opposed to just doing a bunch of mobility work but the thing about mobility work is it's it, it's fun and it, it it's enjoyable to do and it you know it does also feel good but you know might make you look cool or do whatever and whatever kind of the intent mentally behind that is just understand that it's not a thousand percent necessary every single session you don't have to spend hours a week doing mobility work just go and do the movements if you already can and there's your mobility work for the most part and this next one this next term i kind of wanted to mention this kind of ties in with mobility work and you see these kind of coupled together a lot and this is self myofascial release smr if you wanted to abbreviate now again this is something as a term I want to expound upon quickly because foam rolling and using a lacrosse ball and taking a drill to yourself and, and you know whatever all of these manipulation tactics or strategies whatever you want to call them have their place they very much have their use and my personal take on that is that the place where these things shine is in warm-up protocols or preparation for movements now again these things aren't necessary if you are if you get into doing your warm-up protocols and like again we'll just harp on the back squat let's say for a minute so if you get under the bar and you do your warm-up set with the bar and you do you know some other mobilization drills or whatever the the warm-up is for you and then you get under there you know 135 185 and you kind of move up the ladder there and you're feeling great like there's no point that you, to do additional foam rolling all this stuff and like if you get there go ahead scrap it move on get into the actual workout because you're at that point you're just spinning your wheels and wasting your time and i think as as a concept i think it's flawed a little bit how it's pushed and how it's portrayed it's it's given this idea that you are manipulating fascial structures you're manipulating the actual structures and muscles and the thing is you're not you're absolutely not and the reason i say that is if you wanted to actually enact change you wanted to manipulate the st very structure of fascia let's say you know if i'm foam rolling my my leg or my quad let's say my vastus lateralis okay so outer quad and i'm wanting and i feel particularly tight all knotted up and i'm thinking i'm thinking by rolling this out i'm you know changing the structure i'm doing all this stuff like no i'm not all that you are doing when you foam roll 
or you use their lacrosse ball and mash it into some place or whatever the, the stimulus that you're giving to yourself. All you're doing is you are giving yourself a neurological stimulus so you feel it. It's tactile, so you feel it and you are down-regulating the neurological input from that muscle because it what your body perceives as tight or sore is your body is just understanding that input so by doing this by doing this massaging or whatever that you are doing all you're doing is down regulating that input and you're you know you'll do it for you know two minutes and and then you'll feel fine you'll feel better you'll you'll report an a a positive outcome to what you just did and the reason being is that you know it feels good and you now have changed kind of the neurological signaling from your body and I'll put it to you like this. It's very akin to the same way if I walked up to you and I said, you know, hey, come over here. And I punched you in your shoulder, right? And you go, ow, man, what the hell? You know, like, what's that for? It's like, yeah, you felt that. Okay, so you got the tactile stimulus, you felt it, and you had a negative reporting of what happened. But it's just, it's the same type of, it's a weird course analogy, but it's the same type of thing. You're giving a tactile stimulus. That's what it feels better after we're doing. And you know there is some studies and, and some things and that have shown that depending on the structure that you are trying to increase range of motion in, that this can also aid in increasing a positive outcome for increased range of motion in a joint. Now it is transient, mind you. It only lasts for a short amount of time. It doesn't stay all day or anything. Or you know, or you know, all day or into next week or whatever. You're not manipulating structures, not changing anything. It's transient. But again, it's still reported as a positive outcome. So foam rolling has its place and it's useful in those applications. But if you see Tommy, the the man over on the side of the, of the gym foam rolling for 45 minutes and doing mobility work, there's no point to all that. You know, Tommy could already been working. You know, if, if you want to be... Marty, the mobility master, by all means, man, knock it, knock yourself out, go for it, do it, and have a ball. But stop telling people that they have to do hours of mobility work and stop telling people that they have to foam roll if, if they even sort of feel tight or they're a little bit sore because that that's going to fix their problems with their fascia or with their tissues. It's not going to happen. But I'm going to wrap it up there, guys. That was kind of everything that I wanted, had originally planned to talk about. Now, granted, like I said earlier, there are tons of things that are in this industry that are interesting that you can have differing opinions on. And granted, at the end of the day, that's all this shit is to like all of this stuff that we talked about today. That's all it is. It's just my opinion. And if you have a differing opinion, that's great. Like it's good to have differing opinions and it's good to get two different sides of takes on things and that's how we learn <laughs> like that's how we get smarter that's how we get better but you know these are my opinions on these things and you know maybe when you hear the term mobility flung around or somebody you know like you know jeff at, at the office tomorrow says you know man i just want to get tone for for summer you can kind of look at these in different ways and like actually talk to them in a different way who knows but uh i'm gonna end the episode here guys i appreciate you checking out the second episode and uh, we will talk to you later.